Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, everybody. This is Suzanne Klamenikol from Police Science Doctor with the Police Science Snippets as every week. This week is a little bit special because it's actually number 50. I've been doing this for exactly 50 weeks now. Um, and by this, I mean going through research papers, academic articles, and trying to find something that is actionable and practical to law enforcement practitioners on the ground all over the world. So every week I send out three of these police science snippets that I think are relevant and actionable. I send them out to subscribers of my to the police science doctor email list, and everybody can join for free. And you will get these snippets directly into your inbox every Tuesday. And then when I can, I also do a live like this where I then speak on social media about what they what these snippets are and what they actually mean. So the snippets for this week are the first one is police presence and crime. There are significant crime preventative effects of focused police actions which show strongest effects when focused on certain areas, types or times or types of crimes. Police presence has the most crime reduction effects on offenses related to motor theft, property, violence and guns. It also reduces calls for service and improves traffic behavior. So obviously this has got a lot to do with um, hotspots policing identifying where the hotspots of crimes or hotspots for crime harm are and making sure that patrols are there. But this is also talking about the um, number and reduction of the reduction of calls for service and traffic behavior improvement, which is um, we shouldn't be surprised, but is a positive effect. So obviously we need to work out where police officers should be deployed. They shouldn't just be um, patrolling randomly. The second snippet for this week is about mental health and years of service. So this is police officers. There are significant correlations between years of service and traumatic events, traumatic events and post-traumatic stress symptoms, and traumatic events and worldview or perception of others. These symptoms become exacerbated when the officer perceives that receiving any type of service to address these issues would not be supported by law enforcement hierarchy and could, in fact, lead to the officer being declared unfit for duty. So this, is, this research has found a very devastating effect on the um, symptoms that an officer is already perceiving if they are working within a culture in which it doesn't seem to be supported to ask for mental health support. So obviously, the longer somebody stays in service, the more traumatic events they experience, the higher the symptoms, you know, the, or the more severe the symptoms of PTSD. And also, if they're working in an organization where they feel that you could get penalized in terms of how you're seen by others and your future career prospects, that um, actually has a very, very much very negative effect on the symptoms as well on top of that. The third and final snippet for this week is about victimization and knife carrying. So worry about victimization does not predict weapon carrying, but experience of violence does. So, you know, we may have thought that um, young people carry knives because they're worried that um, something might happen to them, but it's actually already based on having been a victim. Distrust of police and peer criminality are also important precursors to weapon carrying. At least over longer periods, weapon carrying is a product of experience of violence and criminogenic factors rather than a response to concern about victimization. So um, that is something I wasn't so aware of. So I thought that might be interesting for people working in, in community policing, working with gangs, working with knife crimes, county lines, all of that um, related stuff. So I hope you found these snippets useful. And as always, if you're a subscriber to the Police Science Doctor email list, as I've already said, 
um, just go, if you're not, just go to policesciencedoctor.com and leave your details in the form that pops up there and you'll be able to access all the previous science snippets and all the video transcripts that are on there as well. And if you're already a subscriber, thank you very much. Great to have you. And I'll be seeing you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. <laughs>